College football fans, welcome back to the College Ball Show. He's Marshall, I'm Chris, and we're going to talk, what else are we going to talk about? College football, and this thing is not a marathon, it's a sprint. I can't believe we are in week 13, the last week of the regular season. Now, of course, the week after that we have conference finals, but golly, it just seems like it lasts a long time and then it's gone. Like it's just a crazy, crazy, um, you know, college football season. Of course, we'll talk about the new ranking since we're doing it on a Tuesday. We'll talk about, you know, where Washington probably actually should be. And, you know, at least they do have, uh, Michigan and, and Ohio State to break that up one way or the other. And then, of course, we're going to talk Week 13, Rivalry Week, betting lines, preview, picks, against the spreads, upsets. We're going to talk it all the way through here on the College Ball Show. And, by the way, just as a reminder, okay, college basketball is heating up. I got my DVR, you know, locked and loaded for a game later tonight. Um, We call it the College Ball Show. Because after the college football season is over, national championship, we go into college basketball that very next week, college ball show. Let's get back to football. Um, If this is your first time listening to that college ball show, welcome. It streams live right here on blogtalkradio.com forward slash rope-a-dope radio. You don't have to go to blog talk and rope-a-dope and download the show directly there. Uh, You can find it under the rope-a-dope radio podcast um, under Apple Podcast, iHeartRadio. You can download the podcast app, Player FM, Google Podcast, uh, PodBay, and a host of other. Just Google it, the College Ball Show, Rope and Over Radio. Um, while you're at it, why don't you head on over to thegruelingtruth.com and also Sports News 24. And like I just said, we're talking about direct TV stream. College basketball is back. Catch the action with our best deal of 2023 and save up to $64.99. Big value for big fans. Get the entertainment package and direct TV sports pack for only $84.99 a month, plus taxes and fees for your first three months with a locked-in 24-month agreement. Choose direct. Choose the direct TV stream package that's right for you, starting at sixty nine ninety nine. Okay, I'm gonna go ahead and bring in my co-host Aaron. Aaron, Jesus Christ, Marshall. Sorry, and my other co-host is Aaron for the Viking Show. Um, so obviously we're gonna get to the nitty gritty. Um, you know, Washington survived in advance. Um. You know, Florida State won, but did they really? Not really. Uh, Michigan had a mediocre performance against Maryland. Texas outlast Iowa in Ames. Couple of different, you know, uh, Louisville got to the ACC title. <laughs> Iowa found another way, not only to cover, but win the game. Um, just a whole lot of stuff. That case take Kansas. That was a better game than we thought, even though, you know, we had a – even though they had their, their starter out. Um, first and foremost, how are you doing, sir? And then let's jump right into what was a pretty entertaining week 12. 
Uh, sometimes in, in life, uh, your life's are, your week is crazy at work. And I had a crazy, I had a crazy 10 day stretch of basketball. So I'm very happy to be relaxed at home now. I'll just say that. Um, so you can only, I actually can't imagine the, the, the drama we had. So I'm here. Um, yes. Uh, my biggest frustration, I'm going to start off with my rant right away, but it, it does showcase all the games that we were going to talk about was the Washington and Washington, uh, or sorry, the Washington, Oregon state game. Um, on most of my big uh, college bets this year, I've done pretty well. And I just think from a stylistic matchup standpoint, I thought that Oregon State was the team to bet. Um, all year they had been given props of being a great running team with a great offensive line. And, you know, Washington had been kind of, as my co-host said, skating by all year. Now they've been winning. And to have a zero next to your name in this far into the year is a hell of an accomplishment. But, you know, it's been it's it's been scary. So I was like, hey, you know, your time is up. Oregon State had won, like, their last 10-plus games at home. Uh, Oregon State runs the ball, and the uh, Washington Huskies don't have run defense that exists. But to painfully watch that game and just see the rain, which I don't think really give the, gave an advantage to either team because they're both from the, the West Coast where it rains like crazy. Um, just I was blown away, Chris, by just the, the decisions of the Oregon State offensive coordinator and I'm being nitpicky here but after watching Washington get gashed by Utah for 24 points and a half and get gashed by USC and pretty much gashed by anyone in Oregon this whole year on the ground and then to see in a raining conditions you're going to try to have the Uungalele throw the ball like more than you should I didn't quite get what their plan was and I, I will give credits Washington hey your defense they've probably been getting a lot of shit they know it like hey it was their, their turn to step up, and they did. So hats off to Washington's defense. that They did play their ass off. But if you're Oregon State, man, you, you get all this hype about how your your offensive line is great. You run the ball like crazy. They ran the ball 40 times, though. I mean, I, I just, I'm not, I just, where are you going with this? 40 times they, they ran it. That, well, they didn't, they didn't run it effectively because how did you only score 20 points at home? Like, and it just it seemed like almost in every in every possession – there was a there was a Washington player making a play behind the line of scrimmage. I guess I really thought they were going to get a win, and obviously I bet, so I'm a little frustrated. But I just they didn't really ever take over the game like they I expect them to. They did have one long drive, but I just I guess I was just surprised that Washington's defense stood up and really kind of built up their offense because their offense wasn't quite the same. But again, trying to pass the rain is tough. So I was just surprised that Oregon State didn't win the game. They didn't run the ball effectively overall, in my opinion, and they let that one slip. Well, I mean, a long touch, one long touchdown drive. You're saying that lasted ten minutes because otherwise they, 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 had, they had other long drives. They just well, they, they, they opened it up with the ten. They opened up with the ten uh, a ten play drive that lasted five minutes. They had that, and they had their one third quarter. But but after that, it really was. I guess I really just thought they have another ten play drive that lasted five minutes. It ended a field goal. They had a turnover on downs to close the game. It's almost a six. They had eleven play drive. They had two turnovers on down. They fumbled the ball, which and led had a safety. to the touchdown. Yeah, and a safety. So to blame it on the coach, I, 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 I'm not. I, hey, I, you know, losing a bet, losing a bet. Sure. You know, they lost, They ran the ball forty times. I mean, it's. It, I'm not saying they they did it at a, a six point eight clip or something like that but 
they definitely ran the ball. I mean, yeah, I, I guess I just clear, run it more, you know, well, run it more effectively. I just, and I just, I couldn't forget oh, okay. like just how bad that defense has looked all year, but they, Hey, they stood up and to keep that zero next to your name and credit to them because they have been ripped on quite a bit by us this year and the whole media. So I, I just, I guess I should just say, and they were down 60, they were down two scores too. And for them in the rain, you're going to, you know, you're going to have to move it a little bit more. Yeah. Actually, true. my bad. They were down 22 to 10. Which, they were down yeah. two. That's, you know, that's two scores, two touchdowns you need. So yeah. I, you lost me on that one. I got to admit. They, um, they should ran the, I thought they would have ran the ball more effectively. There we go. And then that just surprised me. It's harder to run, though, when you're down because, they're, you know, I don't know. Anyway, Fair. I think it was you lost the bet. You know what you should have done? You should have just got it done when I when I told you to get done Monday. On Monday, I got two and a half plus True. two and a half, baby. True. That plus yeah. two and a half came through, man. Uh-huh. Oh my god, was it that did. lucky? That, that safety was lucky as shit, and I got that plus ten and a half that I talked about on Monday. That I already placed the placed the bet on Iowa State too, and that's a catch. So I got real lucky this week. I was uh, five and one in college football and six and two overall. I had a really good week. And I had my worst. I had my worst week of the year. <laughs> okay, so here now we're starting to get to what's going on. Now we're starting to get. I don't know what he was play calling and all that. Um, but I thought they actually, you know, when they were down twenty-two to ten, I thought, ah, I don't know, man. They're not really built to sling it around, you know. Fair. Uh, at least, you know, whatever. Either way, uh, we got to give credit. I mean, Washington, that's a big win on the road. True. You know, I, I, call, I thought they'd get upset, too. I picked against it. Um, and like I said, I, I definitely I, I thought they could win that game. And they only lost by two points. They came down to a safety is what it came down to. So, yeah, man, that was uh, that was a lot of drama, though. And that rain, you know, they knew rain was in the forecast, but. You know, th- there's no way they knew that that kind of that that was raining hard most of the game, so that definitely affected it too. Um, like I said, uh, well Texas, I thought they did a pretty good job of just outlasting Iowa State, which another place where you know plenty of ranked teams have gone in the last chunk of years and, and lost and. Iowa State was kind of up and down on offense. That's kind of their M.O. I thought that at times you thought, man, that quarterback's missing. Um, they missed, you know, missed a field goal as well. But I don't know. When it was, it's like they they just get, you know, kind of caught back up 17 to 15, and then they throw a pick, which led to a touchdown. Um, they came back, you know, and, and got it within 26 to 16, or um, 23 to 16, but then – you know, they had a turnover and that was the close. And I was actually, you know, kind of surprised, especially without, you know, with a brand-new running back that uh, Texas, you know, got the job done. I, I, I thought that was pretty good. And then Florida State, I mean, it was a weird start to the game. Um, and the, the team they're playing isn't as bad as maybe people think it is. It's actually a pretty good team. Oh, no, I'm sorry. I'm thinking South Alabama. That was North Alabama, wasn't it? Um, but holy crap, I feel bad. You know, hey, I, I, I've been a Miami fan since the 80s, but you got to feel for Florida State. I mean, 
for Travis to be there as long as he has in this dream season they're having, man, that is just rough, rough stuff, man. Yeah, that is a, a very – don't watch the injury either. Like, uh, that, that's just one of those ones where you don't want to see the replay because that knee shouldn't bend that way. Uh, that is tough. Um, obviously, there's no free agency like in the NFL or, hell, even the NFL, you're past that time now. But, like, your backup quarterbacks have to do the best you can. You're still undefeated, but your um, chances of, of competing in the ACC championship or in the Final Four potentially kind of goes out the window unless your backup can pull some type of Tom Brady charade. Uh, so that is a, a tough one to swallow. And for Texas, hey, if they're not, and I hate saying this because I'm a horns down, I'm not Did a Texas guy. you kind of just call Tom Brady a charade? Did well, you like, kind of just if, say that? Well, if like, yeah, like the charades, of, like, if you get like a Tom Brady, you know, some like backup that's going to be like, you know, some miracle worker. Okay, like, yeah. It could, ha- it could happen. I don't know. Possibly. Uh, the charade was meant in a good way. Uh, maybe that wasn't my best vocabulary. Again, it's been a stressful week. <laughs> uh, yeah, for Texas, you're not complete. And I, again, I hate saying this because I'm not a Texas guy at all, but they're not completely out of the final four because you no. got some teams above you that could lose. And yep. if they got you, a damn good win early. And if you play OU and you re, you avenge that loss, I think avenge, that's the proper verb. Okay. I'm catching back up. Uh, their, their final four chances aren't done. Like now, is is it guaranteed to beat Oklahoma? Absolutely not. But they're they're creeping up there because Ohio State's going to play Michigan. Washington has a tough game to go. Florida State is like on the oh shit alert meter right now. And they so, haven't looked good, Oklahoma either. I mean, they just snuck by a really no BYU team this 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 year. You're right. They, they really haven't. They've 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 honestly kind of been in a sinking ship since they beat uh, Texas. So. Yeah, I mean, if, if if hell, if Oregon beats Washington and Florida State loses and Georgia beats Bama, like all of a sudden those UT fans, like you're you're still hanging in there. It's crazy that I mean, I I'm not saying that I think people across the country think Texas has no chance, but for after that loss to you, the 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 hope was probably crushed a little bit. But hey, you take care of your business. And at this point of the year, Chris, if it just comes down to winning games. Like, I know that obviously when these um, teams can run up the score, you get some style points. I think that still kind of matters a little bit. But when you go through a conference like the Big 12 that has been competitive the whole year, hey, what you had that three-point win over TCU, a three-point win against K-State. You had a, a seven-point win against Houston, a ten-point win against ISU. You know, they've done just enough. So they're they're creeping up there, and all they have left is Texas Tech at home. Uh, Texas Tech has been, I would say, under expectations this year. So you would assume they win. Uh, there's still a reason to be optimistic if you're a Longhorns fan to make the Final Four because they've not been there for, uh, I don't want to say all the time since Vince Young, but it's definitely been a while since UT's been in the uh Well, they, made it, they made it against Alabama, remember? No boy yeah, got hurt. McCoy. Yeah, oh, yeah, you're right, yeah. So, but it's that was been what, a little bit. 08 so. or 09 or something? Yeah. In that ballpark, yes, sir. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Um, they definitely have a shot, though, and they're looking better, even though, like you mentioned, uh, you documented that well, that they're grinding out of games. But it's better than, you know, losing games or grinding it out against bad teams. Um, speaking of grinding it out, Louisville schemed up a play, and I don't know if the coach meant to do this, but he ran two Miami defenders into each other. Uh, one of them was actually kind of hurt from the play, unfortunately. 
Um, but that was like a 60-yard touchdown because these two dudes ran into each other. Um, and that was basically the difference of the game. So credit to Louisville. Uh, you know, they, they, they are now in the, you know, they're in good-ass shape, that's for sure, to, uh, you know, do well in that game, especially with the, the unfortunate Seminoles, uh, you know, dilemma with the, uh, with the quarterback. Like I said, we definitely uh, feel for him. Um, your Mizzou squad, whew. I mean, talk about a close one against Florida, but they found a way to get get on that one, get over the hump on that one. Um, Arizona just stomped the living daylights out of Utes. I guess the only good thing for the Utes is they found out Cam Rising, their star quarterback, who – never did play this year, is coming back for year 18. So, and I think he has a red shirt, you know, so he may be back for two years. No, I'm just kidding. He, that COVID year helped him. Obviously, the injury, you know, he didn't play it down. I got hurt late last year. So, um, they're going to be damn good. I was listening to the Cover 3 podcast, and they were talking about how they may have every starter back or pretty much damn near every starter on offense back. And uh, like we were talking before we hit record, you know, you got to figure Utah is going to at least be pretty damn solid at defense, if not that top 10, top 20. So that that's something to look forward to. But Zona keeps it going. They have looked really, really impressive, climbing up the charts. Um, and then Fresno State got beat for the first time against New Mexico since 1984, I believe. New Mexico pulls it off 25 to 17. I watched that late, late Saturday night. Um, also, speaking of New Mexico, gotta give love to New Mexico State and Jerry Kill. Jerry Kill, man, that guy can coach him up if it wasn't for, I mean, let's be honest, Minnesota wouldn't have fired him or anything like that, uh, if it wasn't for, you know, the seizure stuff, but you gotta feel good for, for a guy that had a lot of drama in his life go on, um, you know, through his condition. And, and it's something that he learned a lot about. It's something that, you know, that's a stressful job. And so it was, you know, easy to ignore because you're like, hey, man, I'll just bounce back. I'm good because he had dealt with it a lot of his life. But uh, I'm just happy for Jerry Kill just in general. And, like I mentioned earlier, man, Iowa found a way to not only go under, but to get the – I really thought they were going to lose that game, but Iowa just keeps trucking, Marshall. <clears throat> I really have no idea how they're doing it. That team, it, it defies all – you want to talk about analytics? I, I'm pretty sure if you look at that team analytically on offense, how are you 9-2? I, I just – I don't know. I don't think they've had a combined game go over <clears throat> 35 points in the past uh, month or so. And yet they, I mean, I just, that team, I'm at a loss of words because I've never quite seen a team like them. Like, yes, there are teams in college football that can't score, but they normally kind of suck. Or they're they at least good at one thing. Like, you they, either pass a lot or you run a lot. True. They're just not good at shit, you know, offensively. You've won fifteen to thirteen, twenty-two to zero, 
10 to 7. You lost 12 to 10 to the Gophers. You won 15 to 6, 20 to 14, 26 to 16. Like, and then Penn State <laughs> kicked your ass. But it, it was 10 zip at half. Yeah, I just, I don't know that that team is, is something different. Yet, surprisingly, they're a two and a half point underdog at Nebraska. So I know, I know yeah. they got the Big Ten West wrapped up, but for all the, for the year they've had compared to Nebraska, no, I'm not saying, like, I, that, that surprised me a bit that, and I think Nebraska had to beat them last year, but I thought they'd be the favorites. Like, yes, their, their offense makes no sense, but should Nebraska be favored over a team that, like, literally doesn't let you score? I don't know. Well, I might actually watch that game just because, well, hell, something's got to be on the television What's that day. What's it at now? Because it opened at 27. I saw it 26 and a half. Is it still 26 and Oh, a half? Lord. I, I, Are we I trying was, to set records? Because their saw, season's not done. They still got another no. record. I I only saw the uh, Nebraska minus two and a half. I, I, did, I happened to not look at the over-under. I will check that, though, in the How uh, could you watch week. it? Look, check an Iowa game. Right and not check the over under. I mean, come on. I was so blown away at the fact they were an underdog to Nebraska. <laughs> right. like, well, why the hell is Nebraska favorite? <laughs> but then I'm telling myself, why the fuck should I be favorite on the road? It, it was a very weird issue in my head of what am I? It's at twenty six now. It's at twenty six. Twenty six. It's at twenty six. It opened at twenty seven yesterday. I wrote it down late night. Uh, you know, last night at twenty six and a half. <laughs> I'm on Fox Sports right now. Oh, it no. is 26, baby. And that minus two is holding strong. I'm telling you, that minus two is holding strong. How? I, 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 sir, now I, I want to say the official record from Vegas wasn't the official record like, I think it was just this year, like 30, 30 oh, 28 and well, yeah, 28 and a half. They, yeah, because remember, it, it, it was like 30 something, but I think it closed at 28 or 28 and a half. Jesus Lord. They've done it like three or four, like I think this is their fourth time or fifth God time. God Almighty. Year. And they've only lost one of these. This will be either six or seven of the lowest ever. And the, the only game they lost is that Gopher game. Otherwise, they won all these games. Good luck. That team defies <laughs> all, all. Oh, I, I got man. Hey, but if hey, that was the Gophers, I would be happy as shit. I'd take that on the chin. You can say whatever you want. Hey, man. We're eight and two, baby. I could give a shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, yeah, and, and I you're probably getting your ass whooped by Ohio State or Michigan. But hey, you made the Big Ten championship. Like shit, that's still an accomplishment. <laughs> uh, I can understand though, because Iowa has already in the past under that. You know, under the coach has been there a long time. They've won a Rose Bowl. They've won a Big Ten. So they've done the shit we haven't in a long time. You know, so that's why they're like, all right, dude, fuck this. You know, but I'm telling you, Gopher Land, we'd be loving it, dude. We'd be just like, just punt, dude. Our defense will do something. Um, Kansas State and Kansas. I have to admit, I thought Kansas State was going to probably not roll them over, like destroy them. But, you know, ever since we know not not just the one, number one quarterback, but the number two quarterback was out, that spread was kicking way up. And credit to them, man. They actually had, I mean, I guess you could say they, they kind of blew it too, but, you know, Right in the beginning of the third quarter, they go down there, score a touchdown. They're up 27-16. to 16. They get them to punt a couple times. Uh, they give up a touchdown, a drive, long drive, interception, and then down the stretch, another interception. Heartbreaker for Kansas, man. I, I was surprised, though, that they were up that much with their third string in there. 
Well, that was deceiving, too, because I was checking on Twitter before the game, and it showed that Bean was warming up, and it, it made it look like he was going to play. So I'd actually yep. not check the box score until after that night game was over. So I was like, oh. So when I when I saw the score in my head, I thought, okay, Bean must have played. Like, hey, that's a hell of a good effort. But then to see he never did, yeah, that that was, hey, just enough for K-State. You're right. That's a tremendous effort for a third-string guy in a very tough game. Uh I, yeah, when I saw that score, I figured for sure Bean had gutted it out. But, uh, hey, if you're K-State, you did just enough to make your 20 rivalry game. So, I don't know, K-State, it's kind of, they, they easily, that team was a cup. Well, go back to what I told you, Chris, that decision to go for it on fourth and goal from the five mm, against yep. Texas when you could have kicked a field goal. Right. Dude, you, you could be playing in the Big 12 title. Again, for a second year in a row, beer coach wanted to. Oh, we're gonna. We, we saw what they did it. last year. So in that I, Big Ten tw- or Big Twelve title. Yep. So that's one of those ones. Climbing's got to be like, dude. What was I think? Now again, if you make it, it works. But you, you had a twenty-eight yard field goal to go into second OT against Texas, like with their backup quarterback, and now now you're looking like what could have been. Now I'm not saying K State has had a bad year, but if you're seven one in conference, you're looking at potential trip yeah. to Cowboy Stadium. So that's got to be a little bit of a tough one for revisionist history for the for the Wildcats. Yeah, that's a good call. And, you know, two teams, Oklahoma barely got by BYU, and Michigan was had all sorts of struggle, struggle with Maryland. Uh, they ended up, you know, getting enough of a lead to, to win it. But, you know, last year, correct me if, if I'm wrong, they struggled with Maryland the week before. I think that wasn't that Maryland. Maybe it was Rutgers. I think it was Maryland. Yeah. They actually struggled. I don't think they struggled this much, but they had a tight game with them before. Or no, it was Illinois. That's who it was. It was Illinois who had a better team. Uh, right before, I mean, that look ahead game. Well, they almost got caught looking ahead. Well, honestly, Maryland and Rutgers played Ohio State and Michigan both. Close yeah, for both games in, in the first half, especially. Uh, if Maryland doesn't forget how to set up for a field goal, they'd have been up at half against Ohio yeah, State. Right. Yep. And uh, and Rutgers actually took yeah actually Rutgers and Rutgers took Ohio State kind of middle third quarter where that game yep, was tight yep. too. So hey, the, both those schools. Now I know that they've only been like the uh, the the whooping stepbrothers has been destroyed for the last handful of years. It's only been really ugly, but. And I guess it is a moral victory, but Ohio, but Maryland and Rutgers both kind of carried their own weight for a positive. I mean, I guess if you are a fan right. of, a, you know, would you rather play a tight game or get beat by fifty? You know, I at least you're training the right way. I did hear a crazy stat though. In the past, I believe, and I could be slightly off, but this is relatively the right ballpark, Chris. In the past three years of Big Ten play, I believe Maryland and Ohio State are combined forty-four and three. That is with the uh, Michigan beating Ohio State twice and Michigan having to slip up to Sparty. So those two teams really are a notch above everyone else. Yeah, you're 44-3 or somewhere in that ballpark for the last three years of complete uh, dominance, which is a little crazy to think about, honestly. Yeah, no kidding. Definitely. Um, And then, you know, just like Dabble said, if if you're going to buy stock and you're going to buy it low, Better buy it now. Clemson is coming back up. They got a, a ranked win on Saturday. They got the dub. 
you know, they did manage to get a red zone fumble in there. I noticed that. But other than that, you know, they got to tighten that up going into the next year. Um, they're starting to turn the corner a little bit. Um, we'll see what they look like, you know, next year because they do have a young-ass team. And I have bought a little bit of stock. Um, but, you know, we'll see who transfers because, you know, they can't add transfers for some dumbass reason. I guess God told them not to do it. I don't know. It's a Jesus program. I know he said that. But come on, dude. Like, get with the times, man. Like, why Why the hell wouldn't you bring in transfers? Like, you've had to have gotten a transfer transfer at some point. It's just, it's just silly, dude. It's like, you might as well just hit your head on the wall. Okay, I'm going to stop. Um, so with that New Mexico ups, ups that I talk, talked about over Fresno, um, Boise State and Air Force, UNLV, and San Jose State play this coming week, and it's UNLV 6-1, Boise and Air Force are 5-2, and two, and then San Jose State is 5-2 and two at the bottom there going against Rome. So the Mountain West, at least, we think it's going to continue to be called the Mountain West. It may be called the Pac-12 or whatever the hell. I think they'll call it that. Maybe they'll go back to the Pac-10. Um, but that's, you know, definitely interesting over there. Any other items that you'd like to talk about from the week? Because, I mean, you know, that Missouri game, the way that went down a fourth and 17 or whatever, uh, Luther Burden, you know, comes down with like a 30-yard catch, like, that was uh, that was a nice little you know drive to close out to make it uh, get a, get another dub for Missouri. At, at at the start of the year, I was uh, pretty hard on our coach, and now they have a single digit ranking number next to them. So I can't I can't bitch a drink with. So again, I do think guys look quirky, but man, he's putting together one hell of a season because this is the best Missouri's been since <clears throat> of their first years in the SEC. The first two years of the SEC with Pinkle, right, they right. made the uh, SEC title game. They didn't win either time. They kind of got their doors uh, busted open a little bit. But uh, this is the first time since they've been there. Yeah, they've, they've had a tremendous season. And a bird you mentioned has really kind of been banged up the, for like the last yeah. month and a half, which is sad because that dude. He was putting up <laughs> freaking video game numbers. Yeah, so he'll, he'll be a he'll be a warranted piece in the NFL. I don't know. If, actually, I think he's coming back. I think he's a sophomore. So he'll be back next year, hopefully healthy. Um, but hey, hats off to Mizzou again. You're not going to be able to win your division because you got Georgia there. But besides Georgia, you're clearly been the second best team in that uh, side of the SEC this year, and you just put together an incredible season. There's a great chance that with how they're playing, they will finish with a single-digit number next to them. So, yeah, that's just a positive step in the right direction. And you got yeah, you're up here ripping the dude, and, and next year he'd be in the he'd be in the damn he'd be in the chip he'd be in the playoffs. I mean, geez, Louise, man. Uh, hey. Northwestern six wins doesn't sound like a lot, but considering what the hell happened in the offseason. And considering they were what one eleven last year, that's pretty damn good. That SMU Memphis, that thing cashed. The overhit too. Yep, the overhit and it cashed for me because I got it to plus nine and a half when Memphis was down. Um, thirty eight, thirty four though. SMU did uh, did did get that done. Oh yeah, James Madison finally 
came crashing down Appalachia State in overtime, 26-23. Speaking of crashing down, though, boy, I'll tell you what, this crafty, crappy pick of the week, definitely a lot of tight games. I mean, Indiana, yes. what the hell happened? You had it. You had it. You, you son of a gun. You had it, though. You really did. In that game, I thought, I mean, a lot of these games are tight, obviously. But sure. I, you know, when they got up 21 to 17, I felt pretty good. But then, you know, they come back and score, and then they had a nice drive. I mean, I didn't realize it was 11 plays in a Bucks 17. That is, that's pretty crazy. Uh, but a 48-yard field goal, college football, you just never know. And, uh, you know, you get it. We'll get them next year, I guess, as far as being over 500, sir. Well, I, I really think we're going to finish with a win, so that's going to put us at uh, six and uh, six and seven this year. I got a, a nice game lined up for you tonight, so we're going to be all right. But hey, I think this is the first time, like seven or eight years, we've not won had a winning season. Yeah. So in Vegas, if you hit sixty percent of your bets, you're viewed as like a sharp. So hey, this is our first down year in eight years. We're going to be okay. We don't uh, got to pay any taxes this year because we didn't make any money, so we're we're okay. We're, we're going to be fine. Virginia, once again, Virginia just either wins or covers the spreads as an underdog. Like they just or doesn't cover. You know they they just find a way to make it tough on teams when they when they're supposed to get their ass kicked. And to wrap up my Jesus, oh, embarrassing shit. Uh, <clears throat> USC duty. That what you had is you had a bad year. Now again, is it did I expect national title? No, but to lose to lose all the games you did kind of down the stretch, man, that was tough. And you know, Caleb Williams not coming back either. So, yeah, it's getting a quarterback, get some help on defense. Wonder if it's the wonder if it's a pro, you know a team he doesn't want to go to. You know, I know his dad has a his dad has a lot to say about True. what his, You're, his son's yeah. going to do. <laughs> You're uh, touche. So. But for so USC, what are they going to get for a coordinator? That's what they got to worry about. First of all, we're talking about defensive coordinator. Just, uh, just, and you know what, man? They, oh, actually, oh, what's his name? Is it Leonard from Wisconsin? He's not there anymore, but he's Jim Leonard. Yes, that should be the guy because they're going into the Big Ten for Christ. True. Yeah. He knows that how to do it, and it's not like they have all these. Four and five star talented guys on defense either. There, it's a development program. I just, I mean, and I looked at USC. They got a hard schedule next year. They going to the Big Ten. You're gonna have to play some cold games. So, well, and Styles too. If, yes, like I said, you have trouble with Utah. We got a bunch of Utahs up in this bitch. Very true. So figure life out, Lincoln. Like you're getting paid a lot of money. Yet, hey, Michigan better wake up, too. They're not going to have that great of a <laughs> This schedule is easy this year. Next year, it is rough, dude. Yes. That's serious. Okay, so oh. ranking-wise, before we get to week 13, um, heading into this week, right, um, Oregon State, now this is their rankings, not the new ones, but last week, going into the, you know, they played the games with these rankings. So Washington, we talked about how, they should at least be top four, talking about the Washington Huskies. And we both thought they, should, they you could legit put them at two, but at least the top four. And when you look at it, they have now have at least the best win, if not tied for. We know at Alabama is a damn good win. Um, but they have 
the best win or tied for the best win in the country, beating Oregon. And then they went to number 11 at the time. Okay, they may be 16 now, but at the time they were number 11, Oregon State. Grind, even though my co-host didn't like how they, you know, how it went down, they did grind them out. And then seven at 17, Arizona, who only has won since then, and now I think they're 15. So, and they, you know, and, and they beat Utah too. I guess they're ranked. Uh, they're probably not ranked anymore. Yeah, they're probably not ranked anymore. But there's just no way you couldn't have them, even right there going into the year. Or going into that, they should have been top uh, four. But there's just no way they couldn't be ranked. And I know they did get to, to, to fourth, Marshall, but I just don't see how you don't have them at number two, to be honest. Especially with that last win. I could see grinding it out against mediocre teams compared to what the other teams are doing. You know, okay, that's fine. But now when you have three in the top 15 wins, in, in at least, you know, like at least, uh, yeah, three in the top 16, and two of them were on the road. I just don't know how you wouldn't be uh, number two. I agree, because as we said, I mean, Michigan and Ohio State both struggled with uh, Rutgers and Maryland in the first half of those games, so. Right, but they didn't have four or five straight weeks where they struggled. So oh, that, I can understand why they were ranked lower than them, but now you got to be like, okay, fine. They went through that time of struggling, sure. Yeah. But now they have the quality wins. They have better True. wins than those two teams. Yeah, yeah they do. It, it, it's easy to see. I can't argue with you at all. Um, I do. I think it's it's probably a little bit of just like Big Ten SEC bias against Pac-12. I, I, that it's, it's got, That's got to be part of it. Uh, besides that, because the, the I think uh, Iowa should be fourth, to be honest. <laughs> so, but hey, if you take care of business this yeah, week, yeah, they're in rival, big spot though. At least they got the four. Now, if uh, well, unfortunately for them, Ohio State, Michigan, and Vita, I was gonna say because if you lose to Oregon, does that automatically cancel you out? I don't know, but the fact that the Ohio State, Michigan, who have stayed above you, or one of those teams, was probably gonna stay on the feet unless Iowa shocks the world. That's a tough spot. You're right. Uh, I do think there should be two. I completely agree. Well, they'll but, definitely be higher, you know, going into it. Well, I yeah. shouldn't say definitely because they do have to win. But true. either way, someone's getting bumped. So at least they'll be higher, uh, you know. Uh, yeah, that's going to be interesting. Yeah, because, yeah. okay, so you beat Iowa. Great. But if you sure. lost to Oregon in another tight game, that's still a quality loss. So. Yeah, that's it. it. It's almost like you want – who do you want – I mean, who would you want to – because if they're both – it's almost like do they want Michigan to – I guess Ohio State has better wins than Michigan, but I don't know. Who would you want to win that game then? Uh, uh, probably – Probably Ohio State. Probably Ohio State, State yeah. Because yeah, Michigan, once they, once that were to drop off, what's their best win? Penn State, and that's it. True, yeah. So, yeah, probably that. Huh, interesting. Well, speaking and, of the devil, I mean, here we are. Yeah. Talk about a segue, if there ever was a segue. Here we go. You know, Michigan, Ohio State, 
119th meeting all time. Michigan leads the series 60 to 52. There's been six ties. Those ties do not, you know, exist anymore. Now, obviously, the Wolverines the last two years have really closed it out in that second half. They've ran down their throat. And this was, you know, I mean, for, for eight straight years, Ohio State was finding a way to be Harbaugh in Michigan's nightmare. Um, these last two years, though, it's been a different story. Um, you know, Michigan hasn't looked all that great throwing the ball around. They won't have Harbaugh, you know, um, on the sidelines. Can he communicate, um, you know, somehow? Sure, but if you think about it, uh, um, you know, if he's in a hotel or something, just anytime you're just watching a TV, you're going to be behind. You're going to be like four or five seconds behind. So I don't think someone, because I think it was the cover three as well, talking about, you know, an Apple Watch where he just keeps feeding messages to the Apple Watch. But um, I don't know, man. This one's, this one's tricky because they run the shit out of the ball, but they're not averaging like 220 or some kind of insane stuff. They, they still average a lot, don't get me wrong. But, you know, it hasn't been as good as it was the last two years. I'll say that. Both defenses are nasty. Um, I mean, we know who has the better wide receiver, but we know who has the more experienced quarterback. And what they're going to need, Michigan, out of their quarterback, is not going to be – as much as Ohio State's going to depend on that. I'm not saying they can't run. In fact, Henderson's back and looks really good um, for the running back. But, you know, having Mar- Marvin Harrison Jr. could be the best. I think he's probably the best player on the field in that game. But you got to get the ball to him. You know, when Penn State was just blitzing the shit out of him, he was in the first half he was behind on passes. He wasn't able to, you know, get it out. There's times in that Notre Dame game all the way back then where he struggled, then put it together for that last winning drive, um, and they went against the old nine-man special, uh, back-to-back plays. Remember with Notre Dame on the goal line, but what says you about this one, man? Because this one is, man, this one is freaking tight. I think it opened at five and a half, and it quickly dropped down. It's at three and a half right as we speak, sir in favor of the home team, Michigan. Hey, for the last two years, Michigan's punked their ass. They, they've controlled the line of scrimmage, which led to Lou Holtz calling out Ryan Day, and Ryan Day wanted to attack an 80-plus-year-old man. So, I mean, the last two years, Harbaugh, Harbaugh's played his type of game, and Ohio State has not been physical enough to stop it. So, from what I've seen this year, I think Ohio State has the lesser quarterback, I think both and Ohio State's defense is probably a little more proven because they've played some harder games, but it's definitely better than it has in the last few years. That's yes. So I, you know, the one thing again, Meyer's an awful individual, but as football coach, his D lines were always elite. I think that's one part that that obviously has not been quite as elite because that's where Michigan's kind of had their their success against Ohio State for the last handful of years. I just mentioned that because I was talking to a friend about Meyer today. But, um. Well, and he started I, on third base, too, you know? Dave. Ex- started yes. On third base. Ex- he he did. On third base. I think that was the line that Harbaugh had for him. 
So I, I got it. Well, Ed said, I, all right, reset. Um, I do think that the home field helps. Now, obviously, this is a rivalry game where, like, this, like, Carolina Duke, like, it really doesn't matter where you play. I mean, yes, it does help, but yeah. does that determine the occasion? Not necessarily. So, it's the biggest uh, football stadium in the country. I do think Michigan wins. I think this is another year in a row where they're able to have physical win. And because in a game like this, Michigan's not had a league quarterback for the last two years, and they've won. And I, obviously, I know that when you look at McCord's numbers, he's got 2,899 yards. But there's been so many games this year where you've seen ESPN, Sports Center, people are first half, or it's just like that offense has never really gotten to a rhythm, despite you having a wide receiver who has 1,000 receiving yards. So, and there is probably a bit of a chip on the shoulder of Michigan. Now, for whatever reason, God knows, I'm not going to say they're America's team. No, they're America's but, team. Well, I just think that overall, you got the better quarterback. You're you've had their number for two years in a row. Ohio right. State's offense is not which, and as much as I don't like them, their offense only finds that rhythm through like middle of the uh, Big Ten season where they're dropping like 50 game yeah. effortlessly. They haven't really found that this year. So I just think that Michigan's been a better team. The only downfall could be Chris's are all these distractions and Harbaugh being gone and all these different sanctions, like the coaches trying to break a computer to hide evidence. Like, is that enough to maybe not have you focus? Possibly. If you're Ohio State, you're probably one. Well, they already did the Penn State, though. They already did that, I think. You know what I mean? So I think it's more of his decision-making. Fuck it. Let's go for it. Fourth down type stuff, you know? I just – and obviously, if you're Ohio State as a coach, you probably want to, like, dude, F this team. We're tired of losing them two years in a row. We don't want it to be three. Uh, right. So I guess from the coach angle, who knows? But yeah, and it, it could this, you know, in the back of my head, could this be McCord's time to fucking shine out of nowhere? You know what I mean? I don't know. It, it could happen. Like I said, that that Trayvon Henderson looked real, you know, real good, good now that he's freaking uh, healthy again. Yeah, I'm gonna take Michigan. I they won two in a row. I think they won three in a row. They're at home. They got the better quarterback defensively. Michigan's defense hasn't been tested that much this year. I'm not saying it's not on par with Ohio State because it could be, but they've not had quite as many opponents. So I'll take Michigan in a coin toss. Clearly the uh, minus three shows Vegas expects it to be close as well. So I'll take the Wolverines to win. And, hey, if you're Ohio State, I'm not saying that cancels out your chances of making the Final Four, but it does let you play in a conference title game, which is yeah. a blow with all the teams, with all the yeah, teams that are competing. the ranked opponent. You know, and, and you know, and, and I know that sometimes the committee changes their mind on that. But the fact that you're not playing in a in a in a, in a conference championship game yeah. could be beneficial. Or, but there has been times in the past where you didn't lose that game, so it does help you. But I do think in this situation, it would be a huge benefit to whoever wins because either of these teams, I do not see them losing to Iowa because both these teams have a defense similar to Iowa with offenses that are much more capable of moving a football in a said direction. But do they have a punter in a punter? True, true. Iowa? You're right. Come on. For the, for the, Let's give them for a the special credit. teams, give the special teams star to Iowa over Michigan State, Iowa, or Michigan, Ohio State. Sure. Better. They, 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 they literally recruit special teams. Um, so I do feel like this is going to be, this isn't going to be a double digit game uh, just bruising them. You know what I mean? Like it has in the last two years. You know, 
It's been tight games. Actually, last year, Michigan was down early. Then they got up on them, and then they just exploded on them. So, and most of it was the run game. So I do think that Michigan's going to win. But I, I feel like it is like a, you know, within six minutes and under, they're probably going to have to score or maybe come up with a big red zone stop or get a pick or something like that. I like Michigan too, but, man, this I think this one is going to be a really, really, really tight one. And, you know, I say, I'll say this, whoever wins, but if, especially Michigan that helps too or, you know, whatever. But, you know, Iowa, well, actually, if Ohio State won, they would need Iowa to win, right, because they'd want to keep them ranked. Because if they don't win this week, they there's a chance they fall out. You never know. Uh, it's in Nebraska. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, you're right. You know what I mean? So they, they would want that just so at least you say, hey, it kind of keeps them where they're at. Um, but, yeah, that's that's it, that's going to be interesting. Now, there's a couple other games that we're going to talk about, obviously, Washington and Washington State. You mentioned it. Um, you know, Florida, Florida State on paper looks like a mismatch, but it's not as much now with the quarterback scenario. Um you know, there, there's some games we're going to talk about. Iowa State and, and K-State, I think that's an interesting game just to watch. But, you know, the one that I think we really need to focus on is the Oregon game. Because uh, Oregon, Oregon State, right? I mean, Oregon State had a chance to still do their thing um, and upset everything. And they did. They didn't get it done. They didn't get it done. Um, is this a spot where they come in loosey-goosey, right? They come in a little loosey-goosey. They're not worried about it. Their, their dreams and all that stuff are gone. And maybe they can ball control, right? They can do ball control on them. I don't know. I mean, well, what's your thoughts here? Do, do you think Oregon's just – I mean, they haven't played like a, a quality team in a while. Um, No offense against, you know. U.S. or Utah, but what says you? You think? I mean, okay, so that's one one question, right? Because I, I I think I know where you're going to go with it, but then you got you know it was a, a plus fourteen fourteen and a half. It's a thirteen and a half now. Could they you know could the Beavers sneak under that spread, or, or do you think what we've seen out of Oregon putting it in you know overdrive, they're going to continue that and just put the pedal to the metal, knowing that they need as many style points as possible. Well, I, I am obviously a little bitter from Oregon State costume money last week, and I do think their offense line needs to play better because I didn't think they brought their A game last week. But with that being said, this is the same team that ran the ball, I believe, uh, 18 times in a row last year in the fourth quarter to beat Oregon. So they, they can, now that wasn't Corvallis, but they can do it, like – they ran the shit out the ball, as you always say, throughout these years of our show. And they literally didn't pass. And they won. So could Oregon State beat Oregon? For sure. Like, I know Oregon's become more physical this year, but Oregon State's probably, like, that's more of a style they play. Now, obviously in the rain, it, it didn't help Uunga Laley, but he he kind of, he struggled in that game. He, he didn't look too sharp. Now, obviously, I suppose you'd want to hope for no rain. Uh, but if you're saying that, if there is no rain, it's more of a dry conditions. 
that means you got that Oregon offense at home with Bo Nix, who's been pretty sharp at home all year. So my gut tells me the spread is right. Uh, Oregon State did upset them last year. To do it again would be a little bit bit of a surprise, especially when you're a two sure. point or a two touchdown favorite at home. Uh, right. There's obviously a lot on the line. If you are Oregon, you got to win this. You got to beat Washington. They need a little bit of help from uh, hold on. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the good old boys in the Big Ten, the SEC, and see where you and Texas fall on the poker chips. So I do think they can yeah, keep this. Yeah, because if sitting there, um, man, if they beat Georgia, holy if Bama, shit. If Bama beats Georgia, yeah, that's This is much. the year we need 12. I, I mean, know. this year we need like six or eight. But golly, this could get real funky, dude. It really, it, it really could. Because if Bama beats Georgia – our, and, you know, the committee by – if Bama beats Georgia, there's no way the committee's not letting Bama in the Final Four. So then you got – then you only got two spots Georgia left. And then Georgia, too. I mean, they yeah. got a three-peat, for Christ's sakes, you know? So you got Georgia and Bama, and then you got one spot for Washington, Oregon, Texas, Michigan, Ohio State, and Florida State. Let's say they run the table. Now, even without a quarterback, let's say they were to win, you can't knock teams just because their quarterback's out. So – yeah, if Bama beats Georgia, that makes all this shit really interesting. But to get back to the game, I do think they win. I wouldn't touch the point spread, but I do think Oregon wins. Winning by 14 or every game would be – That's I think that would be maybe a bit much, but I think they take care of business. I think they've had too good of a year. Again, their one loss to Washington was a, a field goal miss at the end, which would have forced OT. So it, it wasn't a bad loss. So I think the Ducks win. Right. But, yeah, I would stay away from the spread. Yeah, I think that's I think that's fair. Um, we do have, you know, just on the hardcore barn burner stuff, Wisconsin and Minnesota for the Axe. As far as the FBS, this is the longest rivalry going. One thirty-two. It's a hundred and thirty-two meetings, seventy-five of them for the Axe because the Axe came, the Paul Bunyan Axe came in late. Uh, maybe Texas Tech. Could, you know, pull off some kind of random shit as a 13-point underdog? I don't know. I mentioned that Air Force-Boise uh, State game. That should be freaking pretty good. Um, there, there's some interesting games on the hardcore level out there that I, I think could really pay off. Um, we don't need to really talk about Alabama-Auburn, which is normally a game that we're really tuned into this year for obvious reasons, um, you know. Washington, they got to get, they just got to, they're not good at covering the spread, but in the end, who really gives a shit? They got, they got to do it. North, listen, Notre Dame and, and Stanford's usually a really good game if you flash back about four to five years ago for damn near a decade. Uh, but, but you know, we know that kind of went south. I mentioned Iowa State, K State, that should be a good game. Oh, and then just like I said, this barn burner level, North Carolina and NC State at NC State. It could be an interesting game. Now, just so people know, I know we're used to, obviously, Saturday football. A little bit different for Thanksgiving week. Um, good old Lane Kiffin. Uh, he plays Mississippi State. I Diego. thought we were going to make it. I thought uh, we were going to make it. Yeah, I got, I got her. And my boys have a nice year. They, they really, quietly, I, I mean, this has probably been the least I've talked about Lane Kiffin in the last five years on this show. But he's having a nice year, so shout out to Lane. Uh they do play Mississippi State Thursday on Thanksgiving. And then also Oregon, Oregon State is Friday night at seven thirty. So you have you have a little bit of a, a little bit of a TV guide to scroll through 
uh, for your college football. And also Texas Tech plays on Friday versus Texas, and Mizzou plays against Arkansas. Arkansas has been in a free fall. That's a team that you and I have talked about a lot for the last handful of years in positive ways. Yeah. Who they're one and six in the SEC. Sam Pittman's been having a tough year. The uh, football guys were watching some uh, the Polar Express Christmas movie at halftime of their game two weeks ago. It is <laughs> not been looking good at Fayetteville. So I do think Mizzou covers minus seven and a half. That team has been on too much of a heater. So if you win that, you go ten and two. You're probably looking at it at a New Year's Day bowl, probably. So shots them be. And those are the Friday games. And Tulane very quietly. Could should easily or well, could easily go eleven and one. That team has like two losses in their past like twenty three games. Yeah, which nope. for a school that really isn't on for football, like you've, you're twenty one yeah. and two in your last twenty three. That and what was a, that stat the year before? What was the record again? Oh yeah, because weren't they like weren't they like two and ten? Then they went ten Something and two. Like that. Yeah, yeah and now you're ten really and one bad. again this year. Yeah, and you're playing. And they're a quality team. team. Like they got dudes. You can yeah. Tell. You know what I mean? And they're play well, they're playing for the for a chance to compete in the American championship because them and UTSA are both seven and oh. I know UTSA had that really, really ugly game to start off the year against Houston where Frank Harris looks like a middle school quarterback, but they fixed their shit. Damn. You didn't even go high school, you went to middle school. Wow. <laughs> oh, Damn, well, you know, I had had a little money on that one too. I saw I still oh, forget me okay. too. It's lingering. I gotcha. Hey hard, it, one more hardcore, one more hardcore. We just talked about him. Rutgers at Maryland, or maybe it's the other. But either way, they're playing. So that, that's another just hardcore barn burn that should be a damn close game, you know? Yeah, and those teams have, again, they, they've had lots of moral victories this year. For they're, they're going in the right direction. Now, they probably would wish that Ohio State and Michigan would go to, like, the the Pac-12 or the SEC or the Big 12, but they're not. So in first year, still probably going to be the, 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 the kids that get whooped up on. But you're trending in the right direction. And for what should be a fun game, and if, if the, the odds would tell you to take Arizona State, Arizona State plus 10 against Arizona. Like, Arizona State has covered so many spreads this year at home. Arizona has obviously had a great year. My dumbass took them at 28 and a half. I just, you know, sometimes you just chase the bet like, no, this is good. Sure. Yeah, I I was chasing it in a circle, dude. I was chasing it in a circle, and it was 42 to zero and a half. I thought, wow, that wasn't a good bet. That was my only loss in college football. Son of a bitch. So... I mean, it's it's just such a fun week of college football just because it is rivalry week, and normally you get those teams who are 3-8 and eight on the year playing teams 8-3, and three, but then they they fight like hell. Uh, and wow. it's, you know, we are going to lose some of these next year, so just keep that in mind. Yeah, I did see. I, I, I believe Washington and Washington State had like an eight-year deal to keep the Apple Cup going. Like some of those schools are like, dude, this is oh, college Oh, they already sports. locked it in? Oh, I, I, I'm pretty sure, yeah. So good for them. Cause that, that's, that's basically the next goal, you know, out of all these changes, and they got to lock those in. It just makes sense. It's a money maker, and, and, you know, there's no excuse not to do it because, okay, you're in a tougher conference. Cool, but you got 12 spots now, so take a deep breath and, and do a, do what's right, you know? Well, that's something to the fans, too. Like, you you literally do owe it to the fans who've, like, who've, who've been alumni or go to school, like, 
Yeah. You can't you can't just kick away a rivalry that's been around for fifty to in some cases over hundred plus years. Like Oh yeah, like three or four of them. We went over at the beginning of the year. Yes. I researched some of them and there was there was even more than I thought, over a hundred of them. So yeah. All right, the one thing before we get to, I guess, my one part before we get to the crafty crap pick of the week that I think is a legit possibility is uh, Florida State. Again, you you still are potentially on, on pace to make the Final Four, but you just lost the guy who was, like, top five in the Heisman. Do Should we be concerned because can Florida knock off Florida State? With well, their quarterback, quarterback got effed up last week, too. Oh, oh, you're right. Mertz is hurt, too. Yep, he's done, too, so I don't know. I mean, it's Jesus. possible if they played like they played against Tennessee. And that, that's just unfortunate, too, because both of those teams actually have been trending upwards for quite a bit. So, well, yeah, I know I Florida's know young. Florida's definitely young. But, yeah, you never know. You never know. With a backup quarterback. I mean, they've got to be down. Florida State's got that locker room's got to be down. Yeah, that yeah, that is a tough spot for Norvell to kind of re, regather the troops. And, wow, Washington, I think they win. We did discuss this, but they're – they're minus 16 and a half at home for a defense who, again, despite last week, has had glimpses of issues. And Washington, Washington State went nuts last week, too. Washington State, what do you have to lose they at went all? They shit in their last game. They that were quarterback Ward. Points after points after points. Maybe Ward struggled against some elite teams, but, dude, you're a rivalry game. You could literally ruin Washington's season. We're good. ruin it. Yeah, that that is, in my opinion, way too many points to be given up. That Washington can easily win that game by ten, and Penix it could be a shootout. The over under sixty eight and a half. That's Vegas. If they lost about. that game, oh, they, they could beat Oregon and still be screwed because they'd be like, dude, now you're only two yep. wins. It makes Oregon look bad. You know, true. Like, yeah. If you beat them twice, then what was Oregon then? You know what I mean? Like, dude, oh man, man that would be crazy. So if I again, I do think Huskies win, but by seventeen, no. So I would look at definitely taking Washington State plus seventeen, or put them in a teaser, take them plus twenty four with someone else. So uh, yeah. wow, yeah, that's that's a very generous line. <clears throat> All right, is it that time, sir? It is. Let's All right, well, hey, our what day we were working with? We got a bunch of days. I got to get to it. <clears throat> All right, we are going to on Saturday. Okay. Uh, Saturday at 11 a.m. Big Ten Network. We're, we're wrapping up on the Big. We're, you're you're back you're a Minnesota back man. Tens? Yeah, back to back Big Tens. You're a Minnesota man. We're gonna fit. We're gonna finish in the the Midwest where we met, my friend. We're going to Ross Dash Aid Stadium in West Did you Lafayette. Say the damn, I gotta see what it is, dude. I gotta get a jump. Ross Aid Stadium, West Lafayette. There's gonna be a big ass drum. On the field, okay. That that I'm no lie. They they call it a big ass drum where they bang the drum and they score a touchdown. That is a hint to some. You have the Purdue Boilermakers and they're going to be brewing their beer at the eleven Indiana o'clock. Hoosiers. Wait a second, where'd it go? Yeah, you got to be tailgating. You got to be drinking early. Get some beers in the get some beers in the uh, the coat and start tailgating the parking oh, lot. There it is. I couldn't find it. Okay. <laughs> Clearly, uh, my guy Jeff Brown with Louisville has put together a hell of a year, but he kind of left Purdue. He left them alone and crying. They've had a sad year to three and eight. Indiana's three and eight. They've had actually, well, some people say their coach Tom Allen's on the hot seat, and he'd actually been having a, a handful of good years in a row with Indiana. So, two teams, interstate rivalry. Uh, they're both going to want to finish on a positive note. There will be a big drum in the 
Arena. Brother, I'm feeling good about this one. Take it away. Indiana versus Purdue, a battle of the Big Ten uh, struggle bus this year. What's your gut say, my friend? So you broke the golden rule. You broke the goal. You can't have the same team back-to-back weeks. We just had Indiana and Michigan, didn't we? Michigan State? This, this might be the first time in, this might be the first time in 10 years God. I've had a repeat team. You realize what you just did to me. I, I, I have a bias towards Indiana right now, and it's tough hey, to deal I, with. In, in, in 10 years, I've never repeated mind. teams. I, 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 this is the first time we've ever repeated teams, so I, I, didn't know, I did not know this was in mind. the contract. No, we've talked about it. I mean, oh. I mean, this is. I mean, I have such a biasness right now, um, and I'm pissed at Purdue for whooping my Gophers two weeks ago. <laughs> so, I mean, this is this is a tough one. Can I do a draw? Do they make ties anymore? Do we have a there, negative? Okay, so there is a plan B. No, no, it's fine. I'm just fucking with you. Um, just remember that, okay? Sure. Um, noted. Neither can stop the run. But one runs the ball better than the other, and that would be Purdue. This is the battle for the seventh in the Big Ten West. So, I mean, this is this means something. This means something. Neither are going to a bowl game, so they don't want to be in the bottom. Okay, this is the last. For, don't forget, this is the last year of the Big Ten West. So, I mean, they don't want to go out like that. Um, I have seen both of these teams have trended positively. Um, of late, you know, relatively speaking. Um, but I would go off of Purdue more. I think that they've they found something here a little bit. They look pretty good in certain games. Um, I can't really sell it any more than that. I'm going to go, because I can't pick Indiana back-to-back weeks, because I'm not going out like that. So I'm going to go with the team from – West Lafayette with the drum, um, the Purdue Boilermakers. And that that literally was the worst game on the paper. And then, just, yeah, I guess it should hit me in my head that we did have them last week. Uh, so with that being said, we did mention Indiana's uh, alumni last week. We switched to Purdue. We got Neil Armstrong, who's a hell of a first man to list on your alumni. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, that's pretty damn good. I know, like, Larry Bird and all them, but, like, and, and Isaiah, but shit, Neil Armstrong, that's pretty remarkable. You got to uh, have Glenn Robinson in there. Uh, yeah, Glenn Robinson, uh, Drew Brees, uh, Orville Redenbacher. Okay, I didn't know that. Okay. okay. Uh, John John Wooden? Dick. I didn't. I did not know Wood. You know what though? That makes sense. A lot of those, those Midwestern. Actually, that does make sense. But yeah, I had no clue. <laughs> I had no clue that that was the case. Though, wow. All right. So you, and and Mike Allside, who I think is probably the best NFL fullback of all time. All right. That that does it. <laughs> I'm I'm stamping it. You're you're banging the big ass drum. I'm banging the big ass drum. Purdue's gonna win on Saturday. They're gonna they're gonna finish the boys with a six and seven year. We'll be we'll be looking for blood on next year. We're looking for bowl practices. Okay, we need yep, those yep, yep. bowl practices. So we need to get that 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 win. And we do do this for college basketball. It's just not quite the same because it's like it's it's just a little bit different. We do we do do picks for college basketball, but it doesn't quite have the same. Uh, uh, fancy as the college football crafty crap the week is. But on that note, you have college football Thursday with Lane, Friday, Saturday, 
And then we get to then we get to have our conference championships. And again, as of right now, there's a lot of teams that find, that believe they can still make it to the final. I can't four. believe we have five unbeaten teams and that many one loss teams still. This I yep. hope this is the trend towards yes. what we see in the future. I think I think it will be. I don't think it'll be this many teams that are undefeated. True. But I think this is a teaser of how these this is going to start to look a little bit more, or just a but you know maybe we'll have next year be eight one loss teams or something and only one undefeated by this time you know but really tight knit stuff. Yes, and, and God, when we when we do our college football playoff preview show next year, with, oh dude, that is going to be. I might be sipping on a whiskey during that show. That is <laughs> that is going to be a fun show to break down. Well, Alabama is hosting Washington this week, and Penn State is traveling to Texas. Like, dude, that is going to be so sick. That's only one year away. I can't effing wait. We have, we'll have that in March Madness in the, within a three-month frame. Oh, man, that's going to be beautiful. So on that note, enjoy your uh, Thanksgiving with your family. Maybe watch a little Cowboys game, see how they do. The boys are out. Have a good one. Peace.